0: This episode of DGMH is brought to you by Podcorn, the easy, stress-free way to start monetizing your podcast. Anyone who has started podcasts from scratch, dreams of rapid growth and generating some income, but making those dreams into realities can be challenging. But not with Podcorn. Personally, I had no idea who to reach out to, who would be interested in sponsoring my show, or where to even begin. Podcorn changed all of that. Podcorn is a place where podcasters can connect with great relevant podcast sponsorship opportunities, and you get to work directly with every sponsor. Podcasters big and small can browse and choose opportunities right from the platform, set their own rates and collaborate with brands directly in a way that is easy for everyone. You never give up any rights to your podcast and Podcorn is there to support you every step of the way. Podcorn gives podcasters creative freedom and full control of how and when we monetize. Just click on the link in my show notes to sign up with Podcorn. And start making the most of your podcasting journey. So let's raise a glass to podcorn. Cheers! Hello, Great Minds. It's Friday, and I know I said there wouldn't be any new DGMH this week, but and you know what? I lied. I'm not releasing any new content, but I am going to release an episode that I featured on my Patreon page from the From the Well series. On From the Well, we feature crappy well liquors from my college bartending days alongside a short episode in which I discuss a piece of history from the show that just kind of got pushed to the shadows. So sit back and enjoy this episode of From the Well for free, but if you want more, go ahead and sign up for my Patreon page where you can get access to all kinds of new great content. Cheers! Hello great minds and thank you for supporting and listening to Drinks with Great Minds in History. episode of Drinks with Great Minds in History. The very first bonus episode of, quote, From the Well, we are going to look at something that was all over season one, and sadly, the indigenous population of post-Columbian Americas. Smallpox. Specifically, the development of 18th century inoculation, all while enjoying some shitty well liquors from my college bartending days. But first, it's some history for you, a reason to drink for me, it's the history of the great minds that made history come to be. Now we've discussed smallpox pretty heavily over the course of season one, from Europeans being ravaged by the disease to the Columbian exchange and the arrival of smallpox in the Americas. This disease spread rapidly into DGMH episodes on Washington, Cortez, Columbus, Catherine, and more. But for Washington, Jefferson, Hamilton, and Catherine, the real story wasn't about the devastating impact of the disease, but the efforts made to prevent its spread. Here we're talking about a crude form of inoculation. Evidence of smallpox can be found as early as 1500 BCE. It likely arrived in the East in the 1st century. It ravaged through Europe from the days of Rome to the 20th century, and of course was transplanted to the Americas in the 15th and 16th centuries, decimating indigenous populations from present-day Canada to Chile. But inoculation against smallpox first emerged in China in the mid-1500s, as people from all over the world, from the Ottoman Empire to West Africa, began recognizing that those who survived an interaction with the disease, rarely if ever contracted it again. These observations led to the innovation of inoculation, which literally meant taking pus, yes, pus, from the sores of smallpox victims, which is fucking disgusting, and purposely scratching it on the skin of a healthy person. This process originally was called variolization, and god, I don't know if I said that right, from the Latin name for smallpox variola. As DGMH favorite historian Mary Wisner Hanks notes, inoculation was popular in the Ottoman Empire, and it became extremely popular after the British ambassador's wife, Lady Mary Wortley Montague, had her entire family inoculated to spare them from the pain of the very disease which she had contracted herself as a young woman. The plan was to infect the patient so they would contract a weaker form of the disease, if they showed symptoms at all. Bostonians learned of this process from inoculated slaves from West Africa, who were no doubt forced to go through the possibly dangerous and deadly process, and the procedure was heavily promoted by Minister Cotton Mather as early as the 1720s. Despite the fact that, oh damn surprise, most religious authorities opposed scientific treatment of the disease. Mather's house was actually burned to the ground in protest of this curative measure. But that didn't stop the spread of the process through the Americas. As we have learned in previous episodes, which you should totally go back and listen to if you somehow haven't already, Washington would have his troops inoculated at Valley Forge in 1777. Catherine had herself inoculated to promote the process in superstitious Russia. Abigail Adams had the entire Adams family— inoculated, and it was heavily promoted by Thomas Jefferson during his presidency. From inoculation, vaccination emerged, as early as the late 1700s, with English doctor Edward Jenner's pioneering work with, quote, cowpox, leaving us with yet another animal victim of history's evil experimentation, the cow. By the 1970s, Europe faced its last major outbreak of the disease. And by 1975, the disease endured in only remote regions, and was deemed eradicated by the World Health Organization in May 1980. Now let's move to the drink. God knows I need one. Today I am drinking a truly shitty vodka from the well, Vladimir Vodka. There are worse, but not many. And my God, have I had many a bad hangover thanks to this stuff. I'm not saying that waking up with a bad Vladdy hangover is worse than smallpox, but it sure feels like it at the time, says the guy who hasn't had smallpox. Let's do this. Oh my god. That's awful. Well, that's it. There's no one to rate. I want to keep these as short as humanly possible. And the shit I am drinking on this show can never touch the scale of greatness. They're just that fucking terrible. Cheers!